0: Hey everyone, we're so glad you found us. Welcome to the Antique and Auction Forum podcast. That's antiqueauctionforum.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: And Phyllis Gao.
0: And we have a guest. We've had him on before. Uh, interesting gentleman. sells some amazing things down mm-hmm. in Southern California. Julian's Auction. Darren Julian. How you doing?
2: Very good. How are you guys? We're Good.
0: Great. Great. Uh, yeah. Boy, you have you've done a lot since we last talked. Um, your, yeah. Your recent auction in uh, in China. In Macau
2: yeah we we really you know we are trying to i mean with especially with the recession that's going on you know we've got to take our business and and get clients outside of the united states
3: yeah
2: and china's such an emerging market it's Mm -hmm. a wealthy country Mm yes and for whatever reason most countries have a fascination with western pop culture so Mm -hmm. we find that if we you know take the items, we do exhibitions, that we actually increase our client base because people don't realize that they could actually own some of these items.
0: Wow. That's... So, what an undertaking to do an auction mm. in a foreign-speaking country and on and on and on.
2: You... Yeah, it, it, it was a difficult process, but Martin and I had have, have been doing exhibitions in Asia for the last five years, so mm. um, it, it's it's you know a lot of people think we just decided all of a sudden to do an auction in china but it's really something that it takes years to put together because especially in japan and and in asia they're not very quick to make decisions Mm -hmm. so they have to get a comfort level and um so we've been working on this for the past five years
1: wow what what venue was the auction held in in macau
2: yeah we did it at ponte 16 which uh it's one of the casinos owned by stanley ho and Stanley Ho uh, owns most of the casinos um, in Macau. And the way we got the government permission to conduct the auction uh, was that uh, it was also a way to increase exposure for the city of Macau mm-hmm. and um, tourism. So, you know, it was a great way because Macau, China was publicized all over the world because we sold these amazing items in their country. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, Macau is becoming like the international Vegas.
2: It is. It it, it really is. I mean, when you go inside of the casinos, it's just like being in in one of the casinos in Las Vegas.
3: Right. But
2: outside, it doesn't have that, uh, you know, the luster that that Las Vegas has. But, Mm -hmm. you know, China, they they regulate how many people can come into Macau to gamble. It's one of the only places you can gamble in Mm -hmm. Asia. So... Most people from uh, mainland China can only visit Macau once a year. Oh wow! So right? And I didn't
1: know that. Huh.
0: So how did yeah, that affect so, people attending the auction?
2: Um, it doesn't because we still, you know, even if somebody cannot attend the auction, um, they can still bid by phone or bid on Julian's live. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people we promoted this far enough in advance that a lot of people could organize their. You know, passports and everything to make it, you know, their, their trip, uh, their one trip that they can come to Macau. But, oh. you know, Macau is just outside of Hong Kong, so mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a lot of uh, businessmen and collectors that can travel freely between Macau and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, can you talk about some of the highlights of that auction?
2: Yeah, well, one of my favorites, and I think one of the biggest surprises, is we had a basketball that was signed by Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan. And we estimated it at uh, four to six hundred dollars, and it sold for two hundred ninety-four thousand. <laughs> okay. Now, what was
0: what, what did you say the estimate was on that?
2: Yeah, four to six hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, th-
0: that might be one for the record book, right there.
2: It really is. Yeah. And, you know, we 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 tried to when we organized the auction and the exhibition in advance. You know, we tried to select items that were popular. Uh, in Asia so we really made sure we did our due diligence so Mm -hmm. we had some items of Bruce Lee Mm -hmm. um, Madonna Mm -hmm. Elvis Presley and uh, Michael Jackson is you know obviously loved all over the world but Asia uh, has a uh, fascination with him so he was the hit of the show as he is in most of our auctions Mm -hmm. right
0: the one thing um, I've, uh, I've said on this podcast a number of times is it really doesn't matter where the estimate is on an item as long as it's well described, and that's kind of a uh, way above a case in point. But uh, it's that's that's fascinating. It just you just had some people just take off on it, huh?
2: Yeah, we did, and and clients that weren't in China actually, but uh, one one of the gentlemen had flown there from another country, and another uh, gentleman was on the phone, so. Um, you know, it, it was something that was, you know, I think it's because it's a sports item, and mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, and
2: it had an association with, you know, the greatest pop star of all times uh, versus the greatest basketball, of all, you know, player of all time. So yeah. it really was a, a, a collectible that I think a lot of people had their eye on.
0: Do you know if there is any other basketballs with the same two signatures?
2: I don't. And, you know, we have had a lot of people that have contacted us about Michael Jordan signed basketballs on his own, but no one's come forward with any other Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jordan basketballs. But, you know, we knew the history of this piece. It came from somebody that worked on the video uh, with Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan. And, you know, so the provenance was solid and it was just a great piece. So it's it's probably a one of a kind.
3: Yeah, I bet.
1: That's quite a combination (laughs) do you guys handle much sports memorabilia
2: uh actually we're just starting to we have Mm -hmm. our uh, we've done we did a muhammad ali sale like seven years ago um but we're just starting we're doing our our first annual sports auction um this next spring Uh it'll be done in beverly hills so um uh you know it's an area that there's not many auction houses doing it right from the standpoint that you know you really have to make sure you market these things like, like anything else. And it's the marketing that allows you, and touring the items to major museums and other countries, that allows you to get some of these record prices.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure not only that, um, this idea you have, which is I think you're the only one in the business that does this, you were on a cruise ship with these items and things like that and traveled all over?
2: Yeah, we've done uh, exhibitions on the Queen Mary 2. Uh, so we took the exhibition from New York to Southampton. Um, and where Martin and I got up to talk he gave a speech about you know the latest one we did was on Barbara Streisand, and you know prior to mm-hmm. doing her auction. but it just you know it really allows us to go out um, educate people and put it in front of the right people and and then we harvest bitters
0: now also you must harvest consigners too is that right
2: we do yes uh, we we get a lot of consigners that you um, uh, that contact us on a regular basis once they read about us in the paper or see us in television, um, you know. So we're we're very fortunate because you know our business has been built up so much over the the past decade that we're now established enough where so people you know feel comfortable consigning to us on a regular basis. hmm
0: That's great. That's great. So why don't we talk about what you have uh, coming up?
2: Yeah. Well, we've just made the announcement. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago with the Johnny Cash sale. Oh yeah, I um, saw that. This is the second Johnny Cash auction we've been a part of. Uh, I had known Johnny when he was alive, and it was actually, I, I evaluated and appraised his museum, the House of Cash, when he was alive. Wow. Oh, wow. So after he had passed, I was working with some at the time, and, and I think it was 2003, we conducted the first estate auction of Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like a follow-up auction. Um, it's some really great items. We have uh, paintings that he drew, uh, lyrics that he wrote out, a lot of unpublished lyrics. So these are lyrics that he wrote that never, you know, never were published. Wow. Um, we have some of his guitars. One of my favorite uh, pieces is a jumpsuit that we have. from When he, wore when he re- rehearsed for uh, his famous performance, San Quentin. Right. I love that. And there's a great photograph of him giving the middle finger, wearing the suit. and the reason he did that was it, 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 the, he took out an ad that says Johnny Cash wishes to thank the Nashville Music Establishment for their support, and he, he's giving the finger, and the reason was because he was overlooked for awards that year, so it was his way to thank them for overlooking him and not giving him any awards. Wow. Um. Um, but uh, but it, it's really quite a eclectic sale. Then we have, right before that, it's a three-day auction. That's on the third day. Um, then before that, we have an Icons and Idols auction. Mm. Um, and uh, the cover lot of the sale is a, is a John Lennon jacket that he wore on a, a 1966 photo shoot for Life magazine. And it was oh, no. the, the jacket that he wore that inspired him for the Sgt. Pepper album.
3: That so right?
2: it's really, we estimate 150000 to 200000
3: mm-hmm.
2: It's probably one of the most iconic pieces of John Lennon. Um, nice. It's really, really a great item. And uh, uh, so that's a highlight. But we have, you know, items, Michael Jackson. We have, you know, we always get great Michael Jackson items, you know, from family and friends of his. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the most interesting pieces of Michael Jackson that we have is we have uh, his chimpanzee Bubbles bad costume that <laughs> Michael had made for bubbles. and we are giving the proceeds from that to uh, the refuge where, where bubbles now is, is now housed. Oh so,
3: good.
2: Uh, it's does. really a great piece and it was signed by Michael Jackson. And uh, then one of the really—I don't know—you know—we've we, been doing really well with X-rays. You know, we sold Meryl Monroe's X-ray for forty-five thousand. What? We just <laughs> sold a JFK X-ray uh, uh, for thirteen thousand five hundred. And we just now got consigned to us an original x-ray of Albert Einstein's brain. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That that's sounds amazing. like a fantastic that, that's piece. That's something that uh, you'll be reading about, uh, you know, in the news because it's, it's extremely, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's really a unique piece. That's, that's amazing. Who would have thought that x-rays of celebrities would become valuable?
0: I was just going to ask you, how do people display something like that?
2: Um, well, the collectors that bought, for example, the Merrill Moreau X-ray that we sold for forty five thousand, actually went to a doctor, so he displays them in his office on lightbox.
3: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Well, what? Part of
1: her was x-rayed. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, of Meryl Monroe, it's of her breast. Um, okay. <laughs> can, I, can I say that on the podcast? Yeah, no, no, that's fine. You can. <laughs> Do they
0: sell for $22,500 a side or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's right. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and then the uh, JFK x-ray, we thought it was of his pelvis. So hmm. Okay. I need <laughs> further clarification.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Quite coveted. That's yeah, I wonder
0: if, <laughs> But the a- Albert Einstein's brain isn't that amazing. I wonder how many of their uh, those are floating around. And did you see? It looked any larger. I heard his brain was larger than normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not a, a doctor, but it does. <laughs> it, it looks different than most brain doctors that I've seen. Yeah. But, uh, wow. but it's definitely a great piece. That is. Yeah.
3: Uh, so
1: when are the, when is the um, the Johnny Cash? auction if you want to give us a, an exact date and the icons yeah icons auction.
2: well the we're we have a, a gallery in beverly hills now so it's the exhibition's free to the public starting november 19th and runs through december 2nd mm-hmm. and then the auction takes place on december 3rd 4th and 5th okay wow and uh definitely you know it's, it's one of the best auctions we've ever assembled but uh you know, we're, we're very proud of this event just because we have so many major iconic pieces.
0: Now, did this did this auction go on tour with you anywhere, or is this staying just in the Beverly Hills area?
2: Uh, we are toured out.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet.
2: It's going to stay in Beverly Hills, and, uh, you know, we, we've done so much marketing in, uh, you know, the different continents over the past year that we're going to rely on our, our database that we've uh, built up over the past, decade mm-hmm. to, to make this auction successful, along with the press. But it, it's going to do very well because, you know, these, you know, I would say 98% of the items in this auction have never been offered before to the public. No,
0: wow. that, that's always nice, fresh merch. So, wow. Um, and can you talk, uh, for the listeners that missed your past two podcasts that we did together, can you just talk a, about a couple of things that you've sold in the past that were, I think you told me um, Eric Clapton's guitar was it, or, or was it George Harrison's?
2: George Harrison's guitar. We sold for uh, five hundred and sixty um, <laughs> thousand. We sold uh, Michael Jackson's bad jacket for two hundred and seventy-one thousand. Wow. Um, we sold a glove uh, worn by Michael Jackson on the Motown Twenty Five special for four hundred and twenty thousand. <laughs> uh, we sold uh, Jimi Hendrix studio played guitar for 460,000 mm-hmm. um, so you know we've got a lot of I mean a lot of really iconic pieces that we've sold and you know we just you know like I said we're very fortunate in this business because we're we're able to you know continue to build our brand and um, you know unfortunately Sotheby's and uh, Christie's have gotten out of this market for the most part but you know, it's opened up a whole another area for us just to be able to establish ourselves.
1: Absolutely. You know, so the World Series just happened. Do you have any advice for people who want to hold on to memorabilia from the World Series?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially items from, you know, if you attended the World Series or, you know, I I mean, the the Internet and eBay is full of items Mm -hmm. that are merchandise items. So generally those, you know, don't become collectible until years down the road. But, you know, now's a good time to buy something as far as, you know, if it's something historical, if, if you know somebody that caught one of the balls or mm-hmm. one of the game used bats or jerseys. Mm-hmm. And it's something, that you know, to hold on to and, and can possibly increase in value over the years. Absolutely.
0: Now, did you uh, take on a specialist to help you with the sports memorabilia?
2: Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. And um, just still starting to put that together. But we have a lot of clients, a lot of celebrity clients, actually, Uh Uh, and sports, uh, you know, athletes that are consigning to us for the next auction. So Uh I don't want to give away any hints now who definitely, uh, from a a newsworthy standpoint, we've got some pretty high-profile, you know, athletes that will be consigning to us for future auctions.
0: Speaking of uh, celebrities, who who buys these pieces like George Harrison's guitar and uh, major pieces like that? Who buys those?
2: Typically we break it down into three different categories, um, museums, uh, mm-hmm. investors, and collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the George Harrison guitar that we sold actually was sold to somebody that that bought it as an investment, which was oh. a smart investment at the time. Um, you know, it was, I think, six years ago that we sold it for 560,000. Mm-hmm. I'm quite confident that that same guitar today we could sell for 800 to a million dollars. Wow.
0: wow. Well, wow. you know, it's. A, I, I think it's part of that reason for that is that people are investing now in things besides the stock market in real estate. So when you get a high-end piece like that, it's almost like a no-brainer.
2: That's exactly right. And and like I said, you know, with, with us going out and beating the bushes and doing exhibitions, you know, we're, we're building clients and people, investors and collectors, people that didn't realize that you could obtain these items in the first place
1: right right do you you know when you go out and beat the bushes as you say do do really unexpected people come up with really fabulous things or is it usually pretty you know pretty run of the mill your fabulous rich person <laughs> has everything you need
2: yeah it's usually the run of the mill but you know you, you got to go through everything to yes. make sure like when somebody it, we, you kind of have to believe all stories and then you have to prove it to be true mm-hmm. um, when somebody brings something in for consignment. Uh, but, you know, I would say 80% of the items that are offered to us uh, are either, you know, sold just off of a story or, you know, it's hard to, to prove the provenance. Sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why these single owner sales, like, you know, the sales are done directly for Barbara Streisand or Share. Um, why they're so great is because you can't dispute that these items came from, you know, that celebrity. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's tough when you get individual consignments unless the, 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 you know, the people that own the items can trace and, and explain to you the exact history as to how they're obtained. It's very difficult to prove their authenticity. Hmm.
0: Right. What's the most unusual thing that belonged to a celebrity that someone tried to consign that you turned down?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm sad to say the most unusual thing that was ever offered to us, we didn't turn down, Um, (laughs) which which was William Shatner's kidney stone. But he's a friend of ours. Oh my gosh. And so he, he approached us one day, Martin and I, about doing, you know, raising money for his charity. And then that night we saw him on Jimmy Come Alive talking about how he gave birth and giving his kidney stone. So the next day we called him and said, well, what about, you know, selling your kidney stones? I, I love the idea. And so we sold it for $75,000 no. uh, moly! Uh, as he said, it, it was for Habitat for Humanity. So he called the house, it was the house built of stone. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what a-, a great story.
0: Jeez. That just shows that uh, some people have way too much money, too, you know?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. But, yeah, they're, they're, we get offered a lot of very unique items, but, um, you know, that's part of the fun of this business is, uh, you know, the stories and the people you run into. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're so exposed in your niche of uh, these celebrities. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, where can some of our listeners find you online? What's your... Your uh, web URL?
2: Sure. It's uh, juliansauctions.com. Both are plural, and it's j u l i e n s com and, and you can, you know, we have a uh, technology called Julian Live where you can bid in real time. You can place proxy bids online if you're not able to attend the auction. But, you know, all of our auctions are well attended. We have two to three hundred people typically. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's more fun to be there than it is to bid online. But, mm-hmm. um, You know we really try to make it an experience as Mm -hmm. opposed to just a a stuffy auction room
0: now i would imagine that not too many celebrities would attend um your auction in person but does that ever happen
2: oh yeah we often get celebrities that attend our auctions but we generally you know it's not usually like the barbara Streisands or the shares um Mm -hmm. but when we're doing a sale for a celebrity we always encourage them to stay away because what happens is the room focuses on them as opposed Uh. to bidding on their items Right. I I, I a lot understand of times that people totally. Have people that'll just show up in the auction room and you know unannounced and um, mm-hmm. you know you, you just never know who's going to attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's That's, great.
1: I bet it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, thank you for your time today. Yeah. And uh, we hope you have a very successful upcoming sale or two sales. Well,
2: Thank you, Martin and Phyllis. It's been a pleasure talking to you both, and I, I really appreciate you having me on and uh, your interest in Julian's auction.
0: Oh, okay, you yes. so much. Great. So thank right. you so much. This is Martin Willis. And Phyllis Gall. With Darren Julian. And we're signing off.